Okay, are we ready? Yeah. What do you Let's do with do your it. arms? <laughs> I tend to, like, I don't know, just have them somewhere. Yeah, but you're, like, more neurodivergent. Like, or the other one. What's neurotypical. That's what the ones are called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can't be eating this cheese stick in here right are... now. <laughs> just, just, like... Honey bun, do you hear the thundering? I'm sweating. Are you sweating? I sweat, yeah. I'm excited. Thanks for having me, Kim. It's such a pleasure. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim. And I'm Katie. And we're here to talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood boys and girls. Bollywood teens just Mm -hmm. chilling, living their lives in the 60s. Yeah, and having milkshakes. (laughs) Even more specially, we have a guest this week. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, my older sister Carly joining us. Carly, would you like to say hello? Hello. Also a white girl. (laughs) Also a white girl. <laughs> so that was three white girls. Three white girls talk Bollywood. Um, yeah. Welcome, Carly. We're thrilled to have you with us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. You know, I just want to talk. I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a while now. So this movie, yeah. this specific movie, this specific movie. For the past two days, you've wanted to talk been, about it. In in my mind, that's a long time to wait. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like immediacy, and I've been told to not talk, so that's been very hard for me. Well, now's your time. Yes. Well, not right now. No. So <laughs> we are going to get into the Archies, but first, we thought that we would just do a little Q&A with Carly to introduce her to the yeah, friends. The beloved um, listeners. Yeah, we have just a few questions about Bollywood-related things. Great. Great. Carly. Yes. How did you get into Bollywood? This feels like who wants to be a billionaire. Or what <laughs> is your favorite color? <laughs> We've made that joke before. Yes, blue. No, That's okay. It, uh, we can make it again. No, it's purple. Um, what got me into Bollywood? Oh, so I went to a very small liberal arts school, and I thought I was going to be a screen studies minor. And so I was taking a bunch of screen studies classes. Hmm. One of the things that really caught my attention was that I saw there was a Bollywood film on the syllabus and when it came up i didn't know what to expect i knew that there was going to be some sort of singing some sort Mm -hmm, of dancing mm -hmm. i love both of those things so i went without any sort of research done beforehand and the movie was om shanti om what a dream and to say my life was forever changed (laughs) after three hours in that dark theater um i know mine was i didn't mine too (laughs) yeah I, i didn't know movies could do that like mm-hmm. yeah and, and why aren't they doing that more like it's right. just, it was so much <laughs> we talked there, about that a lot there's just so much yeah. and uh <laughs> yeah so that was my first bollywood film and for a while like that was like yeah my one and only that was my first one and then i took a break for a while without like and, like spreading my wings i think i saw another one in another screen studies class mm-hmm. um but it was like a classic bollywood like, like from the older. 60s i have no idea what it was called but like yeah watching like an actual like classic like late sixties early seventies Bollywood mm-hmm. film is so different and yeah very interesting yes. compared to like what we're watching now now mm-hmm. so yeah that was my your intro intro and then I kind of split off because I was like oh there's other <laughs> beautiful men <laughs> yes more on that in a moment yes. yeah yeah. <laughs> 
I'm really curious to know what you talked about in that class mm. about Om Shanti Om. I think it was more about the Bollywood spectacle and like, okay. because Om Shanti Om does sort of bridge that gap from the 60s, like studio to more modern. Yeah. Honestly, I probably didn't like go to many of those discussions because I just went to the screenings and sure. I, I, I'm <laughs> now, that's why I'm a history minor and not a screen studies minor. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do, yeah, I do think it's a good example of of that, the way that the industry changed over the years. And I do feel like we have to express gratitude to you because, yeah, you introduced Katie yeah. to Om Shanti Om, and then Katie introduced me to the fuller world of Bollywood. And so, it, you know, it really all started with you, Carly. I, yeah. I guess, yeah, we hadn't necessarily, when we chose Carly as our first guest, it was because she'd be easy to get on. <laughs> I was like three blocks from you. (laughs) And she's my sister. But you're right. Really, you're the reason this podcast exists. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Carly, what would you say is your favorite Bollywood film that you've seen so far? Oh, it's Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I know you guys just did an, an episode on it, but and I, I was oh, man, I was waiting. Honestly, I was kind of hoping I was going to be on that one. We had too much to talk I, about. I mean, girl. Yeah. it's so. Oh my god, Bang Bang is just. I'm not so much for the romances. Mm-hmm. Um, I like weird, funny, goofy action things. Like yeah, the, the more insane, the better. So I like Bang Bang. Sure. Baton was yeah. really good. It was. Yeah, I I think fun. about Baton quite a bit. Yeah, but Bang Bang is up there. I also I'm a, I'm a big Rithic girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bang Bang, and then probably Doom 2. Mm, yeah. Which we have excellent. not yet watched. Yeah, yeah. So, But we're excited to, to oh, yeah. dive into the Dooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> maybe, you know, it, yeah. we'll, we'll let you know if we uh, recommend you watch Doom 1 and Doom 3. Um, yeah. You know, there's a whole other world of Doom for you to explore. I, Although I, Rithic's I, not in the other two. <laughs> no. I actually, I have watched Doom 3. Oh, right. Um, oh. I watched, yeah, I watched it years ago. But without subtitles, there were no English subtitles. So I just oh watched it in Hindi. And yeah. I was like, maybe I'll figure out what this is about. Sometimes, kind of. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you can. There's a circus. Great. We love yeah. a circus. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Well, well yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I watched that one. <laughs> I tried to watch that one. And, uh... It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> don't watch circus. <laughs> we don't. We actually, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. <laughs> so baby. Garbage it was. Also, yeah, we're all Rithic girlies here. We are. And since that was your favorite Bollywood film, what would your go-to Bollywood song and dance be? Oh, I mean, it's too merry. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... Yep. I, I'm not one, unlike I know Katie, like, will look at music videos quite a bit throughout the day. Uh, (laughs) I'm usually not one to do that. But if I am, it it starts with too merry. And, like... On repeat. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and, I, and I almost have like the whole dance down. And... Yeah. I'm just like watching it like in my head right now. And yeah, oh, of course. It's, it's just a joy. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It's a little mind movie. This one's for you. It really is. Yeah. This one's for you. Um, <laughs> you've already started down this road a little bit, but tell us more about some of the Bollywood boys who, you know, have just meant a lot to you in your life. <laughs> In my life. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a big trivia person. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. So okay. I also, I mean, Rithik, obviously, but I could keep talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, Rithik sure. and how I think it's so amazing that, like, he has overcome so many things in his life and he's yeah. now just, just, like, dropped a gorgeous man who yes. can dance in jeans. Beautiful. Yeah. Wet jeans. Wet oh, jeans. Well, I, don't, I don't like the, I don't like the wet jeans, but. No, me neither. He doesn't. <laughs> um, That's genetic. 
But since I'm such a <laughs> trivia fan, one of the things that comes up a lot of times in like bar trivia is like who is the most followed person on social media or like mm. who is the biggest actor of all time. Or, ah. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone's like, oh, Brad Pitt or Tom <laughs> Cruise or whatever. They wish. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> it's SRK. And like, yeah. that's. So I think just because of that, like, it's just mm-hmm. something to have in your pocket to, like, pull out and impress mm-hmm. people with. Um, but, yeah, Shah Rukh is... Yeah. The charisma he just oozes. I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. Unreal. Uh, yeah. Those are two great choices for your yes. Bollywood boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they kind of feel basic, but... It's not with basic. my heart. And finally, what would you say Bollywood has brought to your life? Again, I feel like it's a basic answer, but joy? Yeah. Well, just yeah. a great exuberance. answer. <laughs> I'm one who kind of always was able to just dance down a street like for quite some time and then I feel like I got into high school and was like oh no that's not okay yeah but then like once I was in college like finding myself and then also finding Bollywood where all they do is dance down the street yeah (laughs) and like why not it's so lovely so like a lot of times I just will break it down it's great it's given you permission to dance is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I like I'm from the town from Footloose, but... Oh, well, I don't know. It could be. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. no, I think there's just something about, like, is it is it realistic to break out into song and dance? No, but sometimes that's what your heart's telling you to do, and so you should yeah. do it. Listen listen mm-hmm. to yourself. There's, yeah. there's something freeing about seeing people do that on screen. There's mm-hmm. something that makes you, yeah, feel like the world is a, a better and more joyful place, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. That's great. It's nice. Thanks for joining us. Okay, bye. I think that's a really good transition into talking about the Archies. Mm -hmm. um, Because one of the biggest things I noted about this movie was how it doesn't really feel like a Bollywood movie. It feels a lot more like a Western musical. Yep. Completely. Mm, Like, that is the entire time. I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) No, not no. It, It wasn't, I didn't think it was bad, but... It was so Western. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely more of like a Hollywood musical vibe. Just in the like every other like minute, there's some sort of song and they all kind of sounded the same. There were too many songs. Yeah. I agree. I never thought that that would be feedback that I would give a movie, but there were too many songs. I actually didn't dislike the like the diary song theme. I liked those. That yeah. was a nice Betty's idea. Part, yeah. You know, that was original. I had never seen that before. But some of the songs, I was just like, why are we singing again? We can move on. And yeah. I found that I enjoyed the movie more in the second act where there are fewer songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was just more plot. And I was like, I feel now a little more like connected to what's happening. Okay, yeah. I think it's interesting that, yeah, you felt more connected in the second half because I definitely started to check out in mm. the second half, which we will, we will talk about. I also have a question for you, Kim, which is, you know, Carly and I grew up reading the Archie comics, which is mm-hmm. why we thought it'd be a good time to bring Carly in as a guest. But you did not, right? Right. So how was it for you watching this adaptation of a yeah. comic you haven't read, like just on its own as a standalone thing. I commend Zoya Akhtar and the other writers of this film because without really having any background on the characters, I felt like I had a sense of who everybody was pretty Mm -hmm. much right out the gate. In that regard, I actually do feel like they did a good job of condensing that into two and a half hours for somebody who wasn't familiar with the stories beforehand. That's good. How did you feel as two lifelong fans? 
Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, um, I can do that. So I thought it was interesting. I thought it did things that the comics didn't do. And Hmm. I thought it did it better than those. Hmm. I thought the portrayal of Dilly was pretty good. Reggie was an interesting choice because that's not how he is in the comics. Yeah, Reggie's like a villain. Yeah, he's the bad guy. So He's not just a bad boy. He's a bad guy. I was immediately, I was like, oh, we hate him when he showed up on screen. Reggie was was like my favorite character. I'm fascinated. In the movie, yeah, for sure. Reggie was amazing. But no, he's... And they, they do it a little, this, like, back and forth, like, because he kind of hits on Veronica in the sure. comics, mm-hmm. and, like, he's, mm-hmm. when Archie's not dating her, he is, or he's trying to. He also has a lot of money, and, like, so yeah. he mm. tries to get with Ronnie a lot. Yeah. I think as the movie progressed, I got a little bit more, like, I don't know if character-wise they're doing the greatest job of mm. adhering to, you know, to the characters from the comics, the one portrayal, I mean, I really loved Reggie as a character. I don't know, and I don't remember enough about him from the comics to be like, oh, that was a great representation of Reggie, but his character in this film, I loved. Yeah. But as far as like comic to the Archies went, Jughead. Oh, he did it for you? He, I thought he was perfect. I, We're allowed to disagree on this okay. podcast. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I encourage it. I disagree. I don't think he was good. Okay. okay. Would you like to? I, I really like Jughead, and I I wanted more. I don't even know what how, what to call it. Like I needed a more half lidded, like kind of stoner vibe. Okay. And like not when he was like nervous around Veronica and like anxious. Like that's not Jughead doesn't care. Jughead does whatever he wants. Yeah, I. I also miss. I miss the hat. Like I know he was wearing he a, had hat, a hat, but it wasn't the hat. No, but I think what I really liked about Jughead's portrayal was that. It felt like a more accessible Jughead. Like, Hmm. the Jughead of the comics, I agree with you, he's just really confident and aloof. But I think a more accessible Jughead to youth of today, like, people in high school, it's like, he's not interested in girls. And I didn't actually read it as him being interested in Veronica. Oh, me neither. Um, It was more the nervousness. Like, why was he nervous around her? I didn't really actually think he was nervous. I think he was just like... Don't try to make me kiss girls. No, they brought it up numerous times. Like, I yeah, like that. They, oh, that so, they like, mentioned literally it. Yeah. at yeah. one point, I think Betty said Jughead scared of you. Or yeah, something. like like oh well, yeah, like two or three sc- times. yeah. But no, but Jughead wouldn't be. I guess that's true. I liked what they did with him. I liked that he was definitely more interested in food. I read him as quietly confident. Maybe not around Ronnie, but just like kind of like. I'm going through life. I am who I am. Archie's getting into all this nonsense. I disagree with that. He's not doing this correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really liked him. And I also just really liked that actor. Like, yeah. afterwards, I was like, I like what this actor's bringing to the table. And I will say, he was the only other actor in addition to Reggie who I was like, I would seek out films with these actors in it after this. Hmm. Interesting. I like Veronica. Do you know who Veronica is? No, tell me. <gasps> Carly doesn't know. She doesn't know. I don't know. So Veronica's played by a woman named Suhana, who looks like if you took both of her parents <laughs> and you mashed them together, yep. she looks exactly like them. So she has her mom's like jaw, I would say, and cheekbones. Yep. Her mom's name is Gari, and her father's name is Shah Rukh Khan. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Nope. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's Charlie's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. 
guys, I have you, no idea. You have to know. You have to know. Like, it's so weird. You you now have to like watch some of the music videos or something because knowing that you yeah. will see it. Like, yeah. it's wild. And it's funny because I had always thought that she looked more like her mom. Mm-hmm. And then in watching this, I was like, oh, my God, she has his eyes. <laughs> she has his eyes to a T. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it was, like, a little bit freaky sometimes. Yeah. How old is she? I know he's Early older, 20s? but, like, yeah, I think, 21, pre- I think pretty much everyone in the cast was born in 2000 Ugh. or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of, yeah, early 20s. Okay. So, yeah. Are we ready to go with the plot? Yeah. Let's do it. So the movie kicks off with a fun kind of collage animation, and we hear a voiceover (laughs) uh, tell us about the town of Riverdale, which was founded in 1914 by a British officer who married an Indian woman, and they Mm -hmm. started this little community for Anglo-Indian people. Yes. The voiceover tells us that the heart of the community is Green Park, where every citizen of Riverdale plants a tree when they turn five years old. So it's got to be a lot of trees in that park. <laughs> Real quick, I don't know what trees those are, but trees yeah. do not grow that fast. That well, is these fast are growing huge trees, trees. <laughs> for like seventeen-year-olds. And yeah. they're twelve-year-old trees, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. No, okay, yeah, no, they should just be little baby saplings. Yeah, I mean yeah. not baby saplings, but yeah, no, but shouldn't. Be but then big. it's not as cool. No, it would be sad. So we settle into reality after this little intro, and the voiceover is the titular character of Archie, mm-hmm. who is giving a tour of Green Park, and he tells his tour group about the soon-to-be-famous band, the Archies, of which he is the lead singer, and we launch into our opening number, Suno. Over the course of this number, we get introduced to our leading players, Betty, Veronica, Reggie, Dilly, Ethel, and Jughead, all of whom join in to sing the last line of the song. After this intro, we get a scene that lays the foundation for the main source of conflict in the movie, which is that Veronica's dad, Mr. Lodge, strikes a deal with the town councilman, Mr. Dawson, that he's going to build a hotel in the middle of Green Park. Which is wild to me. Um, (laughs) Right? (laughs) But this councilman is like, great, we'll make this happen. And also, Mr. Lodge is going to be buying up all of the local businesses in the town square. And so, Veronica has been away in London for the summer, and she and Betty are best buds, and so... Betty and Ronnie have this great reunion with each other, and Betty is catching Veronica up on all the local news, and I like this moment where she tells Ronnie that all of the friends have jobs now, and Ronnie's yeah. like, why? <laughs> yeah. It's a very Veronica answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she also, Ronnie, casually asks how Archie is doing, and so we come to see that there was a relationship, there may not be a relationship anymore, but there's still some feelings on Veronica's side, at least. Do you know about the whole love triangle of the Archie comics? I know about it now. I did a little oh. light reading after Okay, the film. <laughs> yeah. Like, way more than is shown in this movie. Like. Yeah. Archie literally is like, I go out with Betty on Tuesdays, I go out with Ronnie on, like, Thursdays, and Betty's, like, his best friend girl next door, but then he has to save all his money to take out Veronica. Oh my god. Because, yeah, she's expensive. Because she's expensive. So so Archie is a bad person in the comics. Yeah! Great. (laughs) But, but, like, everyone loves him. Like, but no one ever really calls him a bad person. And they know about each other. Yes. They also, they're they're more, like, enemies. They're competing against each other. Because remember, these comics came out a long time ago. Yeah, in the 60s. I mean, in the 60s, right? Yes. Yeah, like that's, so yeah. I appreciate that 
the Archie's film was, like, more about women supporting women. Yes. But, yeah, like, in the comics, it's so yeah. bad. Like, for years, he's just dating both of them. Oh, it's he, not he, a secret, but... He also doesn't let Betty date anyone else, because he's, like, sa- like he's just saving her for, like, when, yeah. he, when he can't get Veronica. Yeah. Oh, really I was Poor Betty. Because she, she has bangs. So. I was always team... You know. Yeah, I was always team Betty. For yeah, sure. I don't Everyone see how was. you wouldn't be. Yeah. I did appreciate the fact that this is a women supporting women kind of a movie. This is a girl power kind of a film, mm-hmm. almost as if it were written and directed by a woman. <laughs> um, yeah. So that night, Ronnie throws a party at her house, and all of the teens come dressed up, looking super sharp, um, and Ronnie spends the evening flirting with both Reggie and Archie. She's very strategically trying to make Archie jealous, but she does gift him a Wooly Bully record, and we get our second dance number to Wooly Bully, which was fun. It was um, really fun, and I one of the things I liked most about this movie was the dance moves. Yeah, very fun 60s dance moves. I, yeah, they I, are fun 60s Western dance moves. The record gifting was fun, and it made me think of what we've learned that before India's economy opened in the 90s, mm-hmm. the way that like young people would have access to Western music was through their NRI friends and relatives. And mm-hmm. so I like the idea of Ronnie like, going to London and bringing back like records for her friends to be like, this is what they're listening to in the West. Love that. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't even thought about that component of it, but thank you. Because, yeah, we'll talk about it, but you kind of forget that, like, it's a newly independent country. Which so is new! A, a yeah. big part of the plot, but also not a big part of the plot. Yeah. Enough. So then everyone's leaving the party, and Ronnie and Archie have a moment where they chat, and Ronnie tells Archie to ask her to dinner and to take mm-hmm. her to the fancy restaurant in town on her father's dime. Back home, Betty is writing in her diary and she has a very hopelessly devoted moment. Mm-hmm. And this is where it becomes clear to those of us who weren't already familiar with the characters that Betty is also in love with Archie. And I did want to note too that the diary songs that are sprinkled throughout are sung by the actress who plays Ethel. Oh, oh that's fun. Yeah, who goes by Dot. I like Um, Mm Ethel. I did too, yeah. So the next day, Archie's parents discover that he has applied to college in London, where his uncle Ben lives. And his parents aren't happy about this, but he argues that London is the coolest city in the world, and he can go there and really make something of his music. But his Mm -hmm. dad tells him that to make good art, you have to look inwards and not outwards. I like that. Yeah, I like his dad, I like Fred. Too. I don't like that no, he calls Fred. his dad Fred. Fred oh, seems rude. Great. <laughs> yeah. We also see Betty and her father at the bookstore that he owns, um, and he's reading a story to a group of children, and then mm. the landlord comes in and tells him that he's gotten an offer from another tenant who is willing to pay double in rent. Presumably there's, like, no lease or whatever, and <laughs> and her dad has no rights as a tenant, so it's basically, like, either you pay double the rent or you're out of here. And Betty is very concerned about this, but her dad tells her not to worry because it's her birthday. And he's like, what are you going to do with your friends? And she's like, oh, my friends forgot about my birthday, which is very sad. But luckily, she's wrong. Mm-hmm. Most of kind her of. friends <laughs> did not forget her birthday. Except the ones that mattered. Her <laughs> two best friends are not there, but the rest of her friends show up at her door and they've thrown her a little surprise party. But the two best friends, Archie and Ronnie, they're on their date. And at their table, Archie asks the waiter if the lamb is so expensive because it cures asthma but apparently it does not. 
And after some more flirtatious teasing, we get another dance number, Jabtum Natin, which I believe Suhana Khan is actually singing in. I was wondering about that at a few different points. Yeah, there might have been other times. This was the... this. <laughs> It was really hard looking up stuff about these songs. I'm there surprised were so, many, so of many of them. <laughs> yeah, good for you for actually it was looking hard up to keep the track. titles. Oh, God. I was just like, oh, okay, it's this kind of a musical. Yeah. I will say, too, I liked this number. I liked the vibe of it. And this is what I thought more of the movie was going to be like, like this kind of tongue in cheek, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, like all the men are singing to Archie. She's just playing with you. All the women are singing to Ronnie. Yeah. He's just playing with you. I thought that th- more of the movie was going to be like that. And I was a little disappointed that so much of the movie was just kind of like a straight story. Yeah, it lost some of the like charm yeah. and fun. Yeah. I agree with that. But so Archie walks Ronnie home and he asks her if they're starting up their relationship again, like old times. And Ronnie says, no, these are new times. And then she shuts the door in his face. Mm-hmm. So Archie goes to his second choice of female yep. companion, Betty. Classic. <laughs> and forces her to cook him some scrambled eggs. <laughs> yep. Was it eggs or was it just toast? Because it well, looked she like it was, was just toast. <laughs> she was making toast, but he mentioned her eggs. And he lives right next door. Uh, yeah. He does. Come yeah. on. It's very yeah. weird. I was mad. Well, that's, and it's her birthday. That's Archie for you. Yeah. Well, he's not a good person. I, he's yeah, not. Not I a fan. Archie. I did think the actor who played him, who is Amitabh Bakchan's grandson, Mm-hmm. So, oh, this so was, Nebo babies. No, yeah. So the whole <laughs> yeah. thing, like ahead of it being released, it was widely known that this is like children of Bollywood. Did you Rise see up. that um, Betty is played by Sri Devi's yep. daughter? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting coming out of the romantics and how much we talked about how amazing Sri Devi is. Yeah, yeah. and her her other daughter is John V Kapoor. Who oh we, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't think we've watched anything that she's been in, but she's no. she's also kind of blowing up right now. And these are the same Kapoor's that are related to Anil Kapoor and Sanjay Kapoor. Yes. All right. Do you have like a flowchart somewhere? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Okay. This is just in your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's room s- for very little else in my head. <laughs> there are several families of Kapoor's. Yeah. No, who I, I aren't related. Right. Yeah. But they're all important. They're all important. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, getting back to Betty and Archie here, Betty gives Archie a slice of cake, and this reminds him that it was, in fact, her birthday. Yeah. Um, and so he apologizes, and he offers to take her on a date the next night to Green Park, which now this all makes sense. Like, he doesn't have money to spend to take her anywhere other yeah. than the park. It's all coming together. So the next day, Ronnie apologizes to Betty for forgetting her birthday, gives her a locket, but Betty doesn't tell her about going on the date with Archie. No. And so then we see the city council, and Mr. Dawson on the council is, uh, he's identifying the council members who would oppose the building in Green Park so that Mr. Lodge can try to convince them to vote in their favor. And then that night, it's time for Betty and Archie's date. Before they leave, Betty's mom warns her that the tingly feeling you get around a boy is common sense leaving your body. I really liked that. I like that, too. I wish someone had said that to me when I was young. (laughs) Archie and Betty bike through Green Park as we get another song that I did not write down the title of. (laughs) He buys her a new bike. Yeah. He does buy her a new bike. That's very extravagant. With his pocket money. What? Because Ronnie ended up saying her dad would pay for their dinner at the ah, fancy place. So, so I guess Archie could then buy this her. bike. She also already had a bike. She did. Yep. I don't know. Brand new bike. 
pretty good times. But so they eventually sit together in a tree and they talk about Archie leaving town. And then Archie walks Betty home. He lives next door, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kisses him. And oh, then he kisses you, her Betty. back. I know. Good for Betty. This was a sweet moment. I, at yeah. this point, was like, this is nice. These two could have a nice thing going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then at school the next day or a couple days later, Archie tells Jughead about his dalliances with both Betty and Veronica. And Jughead is rightfully appalled. And he tells Archie that he can't go around kissing all these girls in French. Because um, they're <laughs> French kissing. Yes. Uh, and especially two who are best friends with each other. But mm-hmm. Archie claims that he has fallen in love with both of them. And then we get the dance number Dishoom Dishoom, which this one's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just because you said the words first. <laughs> this one's all of our favorites, yes. it sounds like. Yes. I can't roller skate, and I'm so... Very impressive roller skating. So jealous. It, it was very fun and very cool. And very catchy. I said that yep. it had a little bit of a cell block tango. Yes, cell block very tango cell block tango vibe. Yes, a little sexy, mm-hmm. but also yeah, superhero-y. Yeah, the the girls all looked amazing, and they're like cute little shorts and tops, mm-hmm. and just you know, the coordinated movements and how sharp and precise it all was, just like fit the tone so well. It was a really yeah. fun one. It was good. Um, and of course, we keep cutting back to poor tortured Jughead, just like. What is happening here? I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm scared these women are going to kill my best friend. Yeah. After the number, Jughead returns to reality, and he warns Archie to leave both Betty and Veronica and pick an uncomplicated girl instead. So Archie starts cheering for Cheryl, or Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. And he asks Cherry to the Founders Ball. And so Ronnie then retaliates by asking Reggie to the ball. And then they convince Dilly to ask Betty to the ball. And Dilly agrees because he wants to spend some more time with Reggie. Yeah. Um, which is very sweet. This whole storyline I actually found I, very sweet. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I did too. It was a nice addition because it definitely was not in the original no. comic from the 60s. I would have trouble imagining it being <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. But so now we're off to the Founders Ball, which looks like a hoot, except that there's an overly performative lead singer for the band mm-hmm. that nobody seems to like. Yeah. Um, we see some boys pick on Dilly, which was very sad because he was looking very good in like a, a, yeah. a mustard yellow blazer. But Reggie sticks up for Dilly and then tells Dilly that he can wear whatever he wants. Love it. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I also, Reggie's hair throughout this whole movie was so good. Reggie's looked hair looked really that good. Jacket. But it was fantastic. Like, I was yeah. like, there it is. Yeah. The costuming in general was just phenomenal. It was the yeah it was really it needs great. To be said yeah. this is a beautiful movie to just like look at to look at yeah sure. mm-hmm. I yeah. loved yeah the sets and the costumes and the idyllic town yeah kind of storybooky mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very storybooky yes so Archie is getting his picture taken with Cherry but then he sees Betty and he just ditches Cherry and goes to talk to Betty because he doesn't care about women women are dispensable yeah he doesn't want them with anyone who's not him yeah. Yeah. He's a very selfish boy. He He's should... very selfish. That is I true. hope he grows up and becomes a better man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he tells Betty that he wrote a song for her and that he's going to perform it that night. And this makes Betty very happy. And then he goes and tells Ronnie that he wrote a song for her. 
And this yeah. makes Ronnie very happy. No one made him do that. No. <laughs> it's like, so, totally his also, choice. Why wouldn't you? Two birds, one stone. You know literally. that they're friends. Yeah, you're but a, they're not... Because you're not two-timing some, like, two, yeah, two deserving people. Two undeserving people. Deserving of love was what I meant. But so Archie goes and he grabs the mic from the singer and he announces that he's performing a special song for a special girl. And we get our next dance number, Va Va Voom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't hate. Va Va Voom might be my second. Like, this is a fun one, yeah. It was some it was fun, fun acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. The next day, Archie gets his acceptance letter from London, and he runs to the local diner to tell his friends, but his friends are all discussing the changes that have been happening around town. Local businesses are closing. Ethel has left her job at the town's original salon, owned by Sweetu. Sweetu! I know! I looked it up! So she's in Kalonaho. <laughs> I love this. Which you haven't seen yet. No. Uh, have I? It's not with Shah Rukh? Yeah, Shah Rukh's in it. Yeah, and, um... Safe Ali Khan. Yeah. And Preeti Zinta. Okay, no, no. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Mm. Anyway, very excited to see Sweet Two. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, where's Frankie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely saw this. I know who Frankie is. He's on a boat as well. well yeah. Right? Yeah, I think I've seen yeah. it. Piad, hey. Yeah. No, I think I've seen it. Because they're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a block party. Yeah. Yeah. But these no. are all things that happened in the dance. Yes, no, 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 no. No, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. I watched it. Okay, I did show it. Orange Pants. Yeah. Yeah. Also in that. Again, understand. But there's neighbors. There's like. Because he dies. Yes. Okay. No, I I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. So Ethel has left her job at the original salon to go and work for a better paying fancy salon across the street. And Betty also reveals that her dad is going out of business because he can't afford the increased rent for his shop. And then also blames this all on Ronnie's dad, which is fair because it is his fault. Um, But Ronnie argues that, like, this is business. It's nothing personal. That's what her dad always says. But Betty says that for her dad, it is personal because her her dad, Betty's dad, brings a lot of personhood (laughs) to his work, a lot of humanity to what he does. Betty also points out that Ronnie's dad is so insensitive that Ronnie has to call his secretary in order to talk to him. Yeah. And then Jughead jumps in here to, to say that there's more to life than money, but both Ronnie and Ethel, who are feeling a bit attacked by this conversation, shoot him down because money is a pretty nice thing to have in life. And, yeah. And Archie tries to calm the group down and say, like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Everything's going to be all right. But then Jughead points out, like, yeah, bro, you're leaving. So why would you care about any of this? He's a little upset. Yeah. You know, tensions are high in this moment. But then in the next scene, we see the council voting on this proposal to sell the park to a developer. And Mr. Lodge has strategically convinced the members of the council to vote in his favor. And so the yeas have it. They're moving forward with this plan to build the hotel in the middle of the park. Yeah, bribery works wonders. Mm-hmm. It really does, yeah. Just... When you have a good-for-nothing son and someone offers him a job, you'll give him anything. An unemployed um, handsome man. We, we don't know hope. if he's handsome, but we can assume. Yeah. Um, That's a job. <laughs> yeah. In Bollywood films. Oh, I thought you went like in Bachelor. And, no. also, and also sometimes in New Girl, which is where I stole yeah. that phrase from originally. <laughs> Betty then learns that her dad has been offered a job as the assistant manager at the new bookstore that's opening up and that Mr. Lodge recommended him personally. So Betty is very grateful to Veronica and she goes and apologizes for their fight. And, yeah, I like their friendship. I like mm-hmm. that it's never about them being pitted against each other. I appreciated that very much. 
Yeah, although Archie does try. <laughs> he does. And then soon after this, the teens are, they're all at school. They're discussing the changes to the community in class. And the teacher, you know, is taking in all these diverse perspectives from across the room. And then she turns to Archie. She's like, Archie, what do you think of all this? And Archie's like, I don't care. Politics have nothing to do with me. And this this launches us into our next dance number. Everything is politics. But I just was very hung up on the idea that, like, Archie is so privileged in this moment because not just does he feel that politics have nothing to do with him, but also somebody just asked his perspective out of the I don't know. I'm out of here. Who cares? It's like he's so privileged he doesn't have a perspective, but people still ask him for it. And that's like a a height that I don't think I will ever achieve. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, I actually liked this dance number. It's like my number two. I can stay. I didn't like the words. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, no, that's no, that is fair. You like I don't the like the lyrics. The, like dancing the dancing was good. I was like, the lyrics are bad. I yeah. don't think those were very good. But the dancing was really fun. I thought the tune was really fun. I just yeah. really liked the dance they were doing. Sure. Yeah, not Javed Akhtar's best work, but fun to watch. Was he still in charge of all the lyrics and stuff? He seems to be. Yes. I feel like he dumbed himself down too much. For this. I think yeah. so. Well, and this is another moment where I was like, this would have been fun if we'd gone a little more tongue in cheek with this. Yeah. Like, we had so much of that in the other songs. We could have brought that in here. Yeah. And also, I feel like if this film were to have a message, it's like trying to get young people involved in what's happening in their communities. We yeah. really could have actually like addressed something with this number if we wanted to, but no, we didn't. <laughs> like, well, especially because we are basically half a generation after independence. And yeah. like, so I have a hard time believing that he is that entitled and has absolutely no idea like what his entire family went through like yeah oh no i'm good i'm just gonna leave well especially when he's a tour guide right that's also clearly likes the history of the town yeah and like his dad's like it made me so angry i think he becomes a tour guide after the events of the movie but i do oh uh, Oh, like, I, I think we, was... like, we circle back to it at the end, because he's like, and that's where we go, you know. Oh! <laughs> no, that, that could totally be right. I would make sense, because he plays at the bandstand. Yeah, I totally... Oh! I totally missed that, but you're so right. Yeah, he does kind of end in <laughs> It was outro. like a yeah. circle song. Huh. I mean, a circle movie. Oh. Bookends. That makes a lot more sense. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you got it. <laughs> I had to be paying a lot more attention than, yeah. than you guys did. So after this, we see the realities of this mindset of, you know, it's business. It's not personal coming to fruition and impacting the local community. Betty's dad is told at his new job that he can't have like a reading hour for the children because there's no profit in it. Ethel's new boss tells her to demand payment from a client who has asked to like put it on her tab. And Ethel, who... I, I was a big fan of Ethel. Would have loved me to see too. more Ethel. She's like, nope, no amount of money is going to convince me to be mean. And so she storms out of that job and goes back and asks Sweet Two for, for her old <laughs> job back. And then there's yet another party and yet another dance number. But the, the big takeaways from this scene are Archie and Jughead discussing Archie's continued two-timing of Betty and Ronnie. And Archie asks Jughead if he could choose between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. You know, how could you choose between those two great artists? So how can he choose between these two great loves of his life? Which is just a classic F-boy argument. Like, Yeah. Can I be devil's advocate? 
You can be devil's advocate. I'm going to be a little devil's advocate here. Sure, I sure, actually, sure. So I think that Archie's going about this wrong. And I actually thought this before I even had words for it when I was reading the comics. Because I was like, yeah, sure, date whoever. I thought it was an opportunity that could have really done something if they had gone more in the polyamory, like, section. Like, sure, yes. he was more communicative with them. And, like, because I, I don't know, him going, like, why do I have to, like, limit my love onto one person? That I is... thought that was actually really sweet and kind of more of a mature thought, like, thought from him. But he is being very selfish and, like, trying to have all his cake and eat it, too. But I just, yeah. I kind of wished we had gone into, yeah, I don't know. That maybe, is true. And maybe You're later right. he grows up and it's just, like, I... better. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think you're right, too, that where it turns into F-boy behavior is that he is not telling people that this is what he's doing. He is not being open and honest and saying, this is what I want. If that's not what you want, then you are excused to go find your own relationships elsewhere. Yeah. So if he decides as an adult to explore polyamory, I hope he does it in a responsible way. (laughs) No, exactly. But I just thought it was the first time that he actually, like, articulated it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's but... I think that's very fair. Yeah, he could take that perspective and turn it into something healthy. But so then the parents are discussing the changes to the community and the building of the hotel in the park. And Archie's dad reminds everyone that they were in the park when independence was declared. And that yeah. was where their children took their first steps in a free India. That gave me goosebumps. I love I know. That. That was yeah. a really beautiful moment. I really loved the through line of independence mm-hmm. and like that informing kind yeah. of what's happening in this town's identity. I really wish yep. it was a stronger through line. I actually don't. I no? but I, I'm yeah. glad it was there. I didn't feel like it needed to because this movie was supposed to just be like a lighthearted comedy. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was actually just enough of that there to Mm. kind of remind you of the stakes. And also, I really like weaving that into this Western story. Mm -hmm. I do want to maybe save my thoughts on the whole Anglo-Indian perspective until the end. We can can talk about that later. I have more I want to say on that. (laughs) But I do agree with your take as well. I think so many movies that deal, like, that are like, we are talking about Indian independence. It's it's always really sad and really heavy because it should be. It was a really heavy time. But I like that they didn't ignore it in this lighter-hearted, lower-stakes film. They were like, no, this is still here. We're still talking about it. But we don't necessarily need to make it the focus. So, yeah, right. I, yeah. I liked it being present in the way yes. that it was. Yeah, yeah. But so this gets Reggie and Archie fired up, and so they decide to interview Dawson from the town council. And Dawson is very nonchalant about destroying the town's culture, but there's another member of the council who overhears this interview, and he reveals that the population, the people, can reject a decision made by the town council if they get a petition signed by 50% of the adult population, which is around 4,500 people. This is a much bigger town than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we've only got see like, the same, like, 20 people. <laughs> yeah, we've got, like, 9,000 adults in this town. But anyway. So Reggie and the gang hatch a plan to have Reggie write this article, and then Dilly suggests that they put instructions in the article for getting the petition signed, and they can get as many people involved as possible this way. And so they write the article, they give it to Reggie's dad, who runs the newspaper. I don't think I Mm -hmm. mentioned that. Reggie's dad runs the newspaper. (laughs) Um, And he's like, great, this looks awesome. We'll run it on Monday. 
over that weekend, the gang heads to Ronnie's family's lake house for a going-away party weekend for Archie. And at this party, they play Truth or Dare, and Mm. they tell Dilly to either confess a secret that no one knows or to hand over his camera. Photography is one of his hobbies. And this is an interesting moment because he gets uncomfortable in a very real way very quickly, and his friends are encouraging him in a way that, to me, suggested that they knew a secret that they wanted him to reveal, which is not the way to do this. No. No. No, just just say it. It's fine. We're friends here. Well, just... It's okay. That's the thing. It's like we, we won't are, judge you. Like yeah, <laughs> we're backing him into a corner. Exactly. It's not his choice at this point. Exactly. Yeah, it should always be people's choice. Yeah, and like his crush is right there. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. It's not a well-crafted moment to try to get no. their friend to come out to them, which isn't a moment anybody should <laughs> Yeah, you should never out. really try to get your friend <laughs> to come out to you. <laughs> just, like, be nice and supportive, and if they do come out to you, just continue to be nice and supportive. Yeah. It's a great way to be a friend. So he, Dilly gets upset, and he, like, apologizes. He's like, I'm bringing down yeah. the mood. I'm so sorry. It's like, hey, Dilly. But then that night, Reggie goes to Dilly, and he tells him that Dilly is the bravest guy he knows. And he also says, I like choked up at this. Oh, this yeah, is no, so it, sweet. It Reggie, was like the perfect way to yeah, handle this situation. To, yeah. Every, like take notes, everybody. Um, <laughs> and so Reggie says, I know that you have a crush on me and I know it must be really hard for you to know that I don't feel the same way, but I'll always be your friend and I'll always support you. And then he gives him a high five. And yeah. it's just so sweet (laughs) it's yeah that is how that conversation should happen yeah if you find out that one of your friends has a crush on you as long as they're not being like terrible and creepy about it like just be nice to them there's no reason not to be nice to somebody who has those feelings like yeah yeah but so the next morning before they head home betty catches ronnie and archie making out in the backyard yeah in their pajamas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cute pajamas. Yeah. And Ronnie's pajamas, pajamas. So cute. Like, just yes. love that look. So this throws everything off onto into a bad place again. And to make matters worse, Monday rolls around and the paper has not printed the story about the park mm-hmm. and the petition. And Reggie's dad explains that Lodge Industries, Ronnie's dad's business, funds the paper and is behind this hotel project. And so then Reggie and Archie go and accuse Ronnie of telling her dad about the article so that he could then, like, use his influence to stop it from happening. And Ronnie's like, I did not do that. But they they don't believe her. And she goes back to her house and she bursts into her dad's office to confront him about this. And he tells her to grow up. And he's like, everything you have is paid for by my business methods. And remember, it's business. It's nothing personal. And Ronnie's like, well, if it weren't personal, then none of my friends would hate me. And they all hate Mm -hmm. me right now. So what do you think about that, Dad? And Dad just tells her to get some new friends. Yeah, buy new friends. That's what I (laughs) Right. I was trying to think about Mr. Lodge in the comics. And while he wasn't, like, a warm guy, I don't think he was, like, villainous. He does. Mm, he definitely loved Veronica. Yeah, like, but also loved money more. Yes. And did not like or approve of Archie. No, riffraff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't like or approve of Archie either. (laughs) (laughs) For different reasons. But for different reasons. I do feel like Mr. Lodge redeems himself for me a little bit at the end. Yeah. But but we'll get to that. Betty and Archie then have a talk. Archie cannot fathom why Betty is mad at him, which was interesting (laughs) to me and felt manipulative. (laughs) But Betty then says that she shouldn't have come between him and Ronnie and that she trusts Ronnie didn't tell her dad about the article. And Archie's like, well, of course she did. Betty doesn't care about anybody but herself. I'm like, why are you dissing her best friend who you're also dating to? Like, what are you? It's just, he's just... He's like a psychopath. Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That actually, um, we should reread the comics with that in mind, because I think he would check a lot of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Archie goes and has a heart-to-heart with his dad, who talks about Archie's grandfather, who was a pillar of support in this small Anglo-Indian community. But Archie's dad says that Archie is more like his uncle, the one who lives in London, who always thought the grass was greener on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And Archie then goes and he takes a walk through the park and he remembers planting his tree when he was five. And this then prompts him to tell his parents that he is not going to London. He can't leave Riverdale until Green Park has been saved and that the grass is greenest where you water it. I love that expression. Like, I've never never heard that. Me neither. Like, I just really, I liked it. It's very It's really nice. Yeah. But also, again, the privilege of being like, I know I'm supposed to go to London for school tomorrow, but actually, no. Well, I changed my mind. (laughs) After his parents. We're not going to get our deposit back. Right. Right. (laughs) After his parents were so stressed. They were really concerned about How are we going to pay for this? Yeah. Yeah. They figured it out, and he was like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> also, his uncle asked for, like, snacks. Like, we're going to bring yeah. snacks, and now he's not going to get us snacks. He's not going to bring snacks. <laughs> Poor Uncle Ben. I also did, there was a moment when I was like, his name's Uncle Ben. Everyone I know, I can't ben. stop thinking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Well, that's, exactly, I was like, maybe we're going to get a weird Archie Andrews Spider-Man. You know, we have an Uncle Ben. Yeah. Are you Spider-Man? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What if this were how you found out? That'd be crazy. (laughs) What a story that would be. Um, But so we now get a slow reprise of the opening number as the teens go around town trying to get signatures for this petition. And then the song transitions into a Christmas carol because it's Christmas time. Yep. The months really fly by here. They really do. Yeah. And Ronnie wakes up Christmas morning to find that her parents have left her alone with all of her presents and all of her servants. (laughs) Yep. They went to Missouri. Oh, I didn't (laughs) catch that. They went to a ball in Missouri, which I think I need to use as like, oh, sorry. I mean, I'm going to be in Missouri. I can't. (laughs) It's a really weird place to go. (laughs) Her mom is American. Maybe her mom is from Missouri. Yeah, they were going to the governor's, like, yeah. ball in Missouri. Great. It kind of reminds me. Missouri. Missouri. Kim, what was it? Was it, um... Are you thinking of Davite-ish? I'm thinking of Davite-ish. Yeah, because the whole Kalamazoo. Thing is, she oh, goes, yes. yeah. She's, like, trying yes. to get excited about Kalamazoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to people from Missouri or Kalamazoo. Exactly. Or I was, I was down on Indiana last week. Like, no offense to Indiana. <laughs> like, the Midwest is fine. <laughs> It's great. It's just it, the idea of in the like in the sixties going from India to Missouri <laughs> to yeah. in a day. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. 
But Ronnie decides that she's going to go and celebrate Christmas with Betty's family, which is very sweet, and they welcome her in, and she and Betty make up. But Betty confesses to kissing Archie and says that she thought that Ronnie was over him. And they end up deciding to rightfully blame Archie for this whole situation. But then Ronnie reveals that she has always been insecure about losing Archie to Betty because she thinks Betty is aces, and it's very sweet. Yeah. And I like this conversation a lot. This also felt like a very real high school girl conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least high school girl feelings. You maybe didn't talk about it, (laughs) but you might have felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they then decide the next best course of action is to kidnap Jughead and bribe him with food to get the deets on Archie and these choices. That food and so, so good. Yeah, it looked really good, and that would work did. on Jughead. Oh, I mean, me. like... <laughs> very authentic to his character. So Jughead reveals to them that Archie claims to be in love with both of them, and also that he wrote the Founders Ball song for both of them. And so Betty and Ronnie then go and sneak into Archie's room to confront him, and Archie's like, well, I never lied to you, I just withheld Ugh. the truth. It's always a bad argument. And then he says that he never wanted to hurt anyone. And the girls say, you know what? We don't want to get hurt either. And you're (laughs) not worth it. You're not worth our time. So let's just all be friends. Um, And then they tell him that they'll kill him if he tries it again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Way to go, girls. Way to go, ladies. And so with that resolved, the teens can count the signatures that they have gotten from the community so far. But it's only 1,200. And again, they need 4,500. And the work on the hotel is starting on Monday, so what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. They decide to throw a big, like, picnic slash party in the jamboree. park. Yeah. Yeah, a jamboree. And they have Dilly use his homemade radio to broadcast to the town that this is happening. They go around handing out flyers. They make signs. They also strategically guilt trip all of their parents into joining in. Mm-hmm. But then the morning of the picnic, the demolition crew rolls into town. And the picnic was supposed to be on Sunday, and the demolition Uh crew wasn't going to get there till Monday. So, oh no, scary. But... But luckily, Ronnie had overheard that this was happening, and so she coordinated with all of the teens, and they're all sleeping just inside the gates of the park. And Ronnie's dad dismisses the demolition crew. He's like, let them have their moment. Let them have their day. There's no way they're going to get enough signatures anyway. Um, And so the picnic goes on as planned, and the teens are basically using signatures as currency. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like... It doesn't work. Like, you can't do that. The only thing I can assume is that people are leaving the park to go and get the signatures from people who aren't there and then coming back with the papers. But they also have to be, like, to make sure that, like, have you signed this before? No? Great. Right. But you have? Oh, no. There's a lot of holes in this plan. Yeah. If if you're just like, okay, I have my five family members, you can only get one thing. (laughs) Because they're only, expensive. Yeah, you can only sign once. They're just like five yeah. signatures, and I'm like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like a, a fifth of the town who attends this party isn't going to be able to get anything. <laughs> yeah. Then they're bringing the signed forms to the council, and they have to get them all in by 5 p.m. And of course, Archie takes this opportunity to perform with his band at the picnic, and they sing, Yeah, sorry, Ava Zane. And there's a moment over this dance number where we think that they didn't get enough signatures. They just they just missed it. Um, but then the the good guy councilman who told the teens about this plan, he discovers an uncounted stack of signatures. Yay. And hey, they did it. 
and yeah. Dilly gets to announce over the radio that they got 5,600 signatures for the petition, and Ronnie's dad tells her that he is actually very proud of her for using her savvy to make this happen, and he says that he sees himself in her. It also just felt like a complete 180. I really didn't understand why he was like, well, you lose some sometimes. Yeah, you I know. know. He got over it. And I was like, <laughs> he you really ruined did. your relationship with your daughter almost for this. <laughs> but here we are. But it's fine. She fixed it. Everyone celebrates, and then we get a, a very cute little end credit sequence where the, the teens are all kind of, like, traveling through town. Everybody's waving at them, and then they all, like, wave at the camera, and we see the actors' names. It's a fun little way to end things. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the last thing we see is the kids running through the park triumphantly as we fade to black, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It, <laughs> it wrapped up very quickly in the form of a montage it did situation, yeah. and I felt like... <laughs> We could have had more actual scenes. Yeah. You know, even had Ronnie's dad just been like, oh, you, like, you could have had it all happen at the picnic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The climactic stress points didn't really seem that, like, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. That was my whole thing about this movie, right? Is that the premise of this film is very much like something that would happen in an Archie's comic. Mm-hmm. where it's like our park is being threatened we have to band together and do it yeah. and so if you're just doing like a really charming fun homage to the comics that doesn't bother me that that's your plot like a lot of people on the internet were like this was nothing this was a nothing plot i mean and i yeah but i was like it is just about these kids being like let's work together and save the town so i was okay with that but then i felt like it wasn't fun enough I agree. In terms of, like, the charm and the jokes, yep. like, it, yeah. it needed to that's, have more pep. <laughs> yeah, that's really what I felt was lacking, too. I will say, though, one thing I did like about it was kind of the, like, romantic nostalgia of, yes. like, that era. You know, like, the part where Archie is throwing rocks at Betty's window, mm-hmm. um, and, like, he kisses her on her doorstep. It's like, these are the kinds of things that I used to fantasize about as a teenager. There was that kind of charm that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. But I agree that I really thought that there was going to be more of this sort of tongue-in-cheek approach to the Mm -hmm. movie, and there really wasn't. And I think that if we had had more of that, it would have been a more enjoyable film. Yeah. Yeah. More camp. Yeah, it needed to be campier. Yeah, it just fell flat. Yeah, like, maybe it was a a little too afraid of being, like, too much like Grease, because it felt very Grease-ish. Like, it did have more wholesome grease. But then I feel like it could have had fewer nods to grease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the whole diary thing was just so, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we're just going to break into hopelessly devoted. And then like uh-huh. the first time we see Reggie, he like pulls a thing of grease out of his, like, I don't yeah. know, like hair grease. And it's just uh-huh. like, I don't know. But I wanted to talk about the nepotism too a little bit at the end. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that I think people are a little too harsh <laughs> of the Nepo babies. Cause I'm not going to sit here and say that the performances in this movie from the, like the three main Nepo babies. And, yeah. and then also the, the actress who played Ethel also has like some less solid, but also some connections to this world, but like they were fine, you know? And yeah. like, I understand being upset that they got the opportunity over potentially more talented actors, but it's not like this was a hard movie to act in. Like no. I yeah. would, judge any of these people on their acting abilities based on this movie because there wasn't a lot for them to do i mean as someone who had no idea that there were any yeah. babies, i came in fully like fully i don't know blind. who these people are yeah no, i thought they did a fine job like yeah. there was nothing that i was like oh i hate i hate your acting like no, get out yeah. 
but I, I also agree it was it was a whatever movie I yeah. I also I don't know was like because it's on Netflix mm-hmm. was it like made it's for a, Netflix yes it was a Netflix yeah. made movie okay yes. so then you have to go into like okay so was this made to be have a broader appeal yes for a western Netflix audience so so then we have to almost like mute it down for some reason I don't know like and have it be more like palatable you mean like they were Maybe. muting down the Bollywoodness? I don't know. The fact that it took place in India and was in a mix of Hindi and English, it just didn't feel that way at all to me. That kind of goes into my other thought I had, where I could have done without the initial, there was a guy named Riverdale. Like, let's just do away with explaining how this town came to be. And like, I don't know that there were towns that looked like that in 60s India. Well, this is what's interesting, is the Anglo-Indian community is a very real community, Mm -hmm. and is and was, and I think what it's so weird that they made the choice to have that be what this community was without actually having at least like in the main cast as far as i'm aware not casting anglo-indian actors right Mm -hmm. and so it feels like they made that choice just so they could explain the fact that all of these characters have western names which i don't think anybody would have cared about well that's yeah i think they could have so easily had this just be a town in india we still could have had all of this stuff about independence and the grass is always greener and all the all these things I was reading reviews that were saying that this the Anglo-Indian community felt like this was another misrepresentation of their yeah. community. And that's just really sad. Why did we do that? Why was that the choice we made just to explain right. the fact that these characters have Western names? Nobody would have cared. Exactly. That's like my whole point is that yeah. you, apparently Archie Comics did have a pretty wide Indian audience. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so cool. Shah Rukh grew up reading oh, them. Yes. That's fun. Yes. So there is a lot of nostalgia for the Archie comics. Sure. And I was like, why didn't you just call it the Archies mm-hmm. and just don't explain Riverdale? Just be like, we're in Riverdale. Yep. This is what it looks like. This is what these people are called. And they speak in Hindi. Yeah. And they're in India. You don't have to explain away the fantasy of it. Yeah, I think that there were ways that they could have interwoven things a little bit better and also not have made it be an Anglo-Indian film without actual Anglo-Indian representation. Yeah, I thought that was just an odd choice. Yeah. Because then it also, people latched onto that. Yeah. As I think I, they should. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, like, yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about it the entire time. Like, it was just sort of at the point where I was like, why? Why? Like, why are we doing this? Like, it, again, I just think it was enough to be like, we're doing a movie based on the Archie comics. Yeah. They're trying to save their park. Mm-hmm. Having the, you know, the mentions of independence and kind of like what this park means, like, that's all good. But why do we need to do more? I almost feel like they were trying to do more, but then they weren't executing it. But then they did less. Yeah. Exactly. They did, exactly. Yeah, they did worse than they could have done. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, maybe not our favorite movie we've ever watched. There were some nice things about it, but yeah, probably not one I'll go back to personally. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking in like the first 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I was here for it. I was like, this yeah. is a really fun, lighthearted thing. The funny thing is, I understand from, like, the more Western perspective, it's like, why is this so Western? But if you watch a lot of Bollywood, it's kind of fun to have a a more Western, you know. Yeah, there was definitely, especially in, like, younger youth, like, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, media they could get, sure. Playing Wooly Bully, I get it. Especially because it's, like, new and that's fun. But every song just had a very, like, similar, like, 60s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, vi- like vibe, which is bad. But I want to, I don't know. But I think more mesh. I think that's also actual Hindi cinema in the '60s would not do that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So I think they were like, we have a chance, yeah. to do what all of like the '60s dance moves were. I guess, maybe and that, we want to have fun with it. Maybe that's I kind of wanted like thought. more of a like a an iconoclash like type thing. Like, yeah, you were which, saying with the costuming. Yeah, like I. Because it wouldn't, it wasn't just a switch that got flipped in this town that like everyone is now wearing like these like three piece suits. It just which I think is then we're getting away from the Archies and into its own. But why why can't thing. we do that? <laughs> well, because the art they're just doing what Archie's doing. Yeah, but even Archie like if you're willing to do that because Archie I did some like research into it like the Archie comics to see where we are. I understand why they did the '60s, mm-hmm. but they didn't necessarily have to. I don't know. Yeah. No. I you know, I think there are a lot of ways that they could have told the same story in a different setting whether that was a different flavor of a place or a different time period. I think that it just fell short. It fell yeah. short of everything that it was trying to do and it's yeah, it's a bit of a bummer because again, you know, written and directed by Zoya Akhtar, Farhan Akhtar wrote the dialogue. You know, yeah. it's it, like uh Rima Kogti was also a writer on the film like mm-hmm. a lot of names who have created content that we adore yeah and it was just it was kind of it was disappointing that this was where this landed i was excited for an archie movie i was excited for a new bollywood movie mm-hmm. and yeah they both kind well of... yeah this was not a bollywood movie no yeah. right well but i had no idea I, we didn't i yeah so, we, like... we didn't know that either necessarily well but it, i mean it, it was a bollywood movie i'm just thinking yeah, about sorry. last week our like that definition is true of... <laughs> oh that is but it true. wasn't as it wasn't as as stereotypically yeah, Bollywood, guess, as we might have might have been craving. That's on me for assuming it would be. No, I mean, okay. no, I think I think it's <laughs> yeah. a safe. Yeah, we um, would have wanted that for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I wanted to circle back around to what you were saying about the people who worked on this movie because it yeah. reminded me of my one other criticism is that something about the Octars that we have talked about in the past as something we love is they're so good at having like an ensemble cast yes. and really digging into the individual stories of everyone mm-hmm. and like telling a comprehensive, cohesive story about three to five different people yeah. over the course of one film. They're really good at that hmm. storytelling. Are they? <laughs> you would never know it. You would never know it from watching this Archie's movie. Yeah. Like, they, they're just not, the characters aren't really fleshed they're out. Not fleshed out, yeah. And, yeah. And to be fair, in the comics, they're well, sure. also not fleshed out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that, so I think it's fine if they were trying to kind of evoke the source material in that way, but mm-hmm. then they created this depth with bringing in independence and with bringing yeah. in like the stakes for this Anglo-Indian community. And that felt out of place again, because it ended up being misrepresentation. So mm-hmm. like, I think it's fine if they were like, Oh, well, you know, the Archie comics are pretty surface level. So let's create something that's fairly surface level. But then the ways that they created depth didn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah. Uh, and it also wasn't like funny or fun enough to just be surface level. So right. they just, again, it's like they missed all the marks that they were shooting for by yeah. shooting for too many, I think. Uh, the Archie comics are, they work because like they're in a short serialized format. And like, yeah. again, there's not really overarching like plots. It's sort of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're trying to t- turn that into either, I mean, a TV show makes more sense, but I think in Riverdale, they even that, they had to be like, nope, we have to go completely the other way. And yeah. Go uber teen drama. and Yeah, that was its own thing. I, I don't know. Jughead, I think, talks to ghosts or something at some point. Probs. It's wild. <laughs> um, but, like, and I think in a movie, it's just, 
it's it's just not the right format for it. It just yeah. it can't really stand on its own that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Again, it looked pretty. The cinematography yeah. was yeah. gorgeous. The yeah. costuming, cinematography was great. Absolutely. I think that the storytelling fell short. Yeah. And the yeah. dialogue, some of the dialogue wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me sad to say. <laughs> the Octars phoned it in on this one, it seems. A little bit. A little bit. It was kind of like, I think, based on what I was reading before it came out, it kind of felt like people knew it was kind of a big swing, mm-hmm. where it was like, we have a lot of the big names in Bollywood involved. So, you know, people will come see it. If you read the reviews on IMDb, is it rough? Oh, it's not good. Yeah. 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 I'm really glad I, like, just, I didn't go in with any sort of preconceived yeah, no. idea or like who was in it but that's yeah it was fine <laughs> yeah yeah you to discover it for yourself form your yeah. own opinions and then mm-hmm. yeah yeah i do have a few pieces of bollywood news Ooh, that i wanted to, to run through so first of all um we got announcements some of these are from last week when we I, we didn't have time for our bollywood oh yes news. but just a few announcements of some movie releases that i'm very excited about first of all dq dilker salman yes. uh, released a poster for his upcoming film lucky baskar yeah very exciting <laughs> So, yeah, DQ, doing that. Varun released a teaser for his new movie, Baby John, which is coming out at the end of May. Looks like an action thriller. Doesn't oh, look great. like anything about babies. <laughs> I mean, I you know, it's Varun. He's been in some silly comedies. He has. This one looks pretty dark, though. Looks like a nice dark action flick. Isn't Baby John one of the people in um, West Side Story? Isn't he, oh, I don't know. Isn't Maybe. He a jet? Could be. Sorry. <laughs> I would love it if yeah. that was what it was about. Just... <laughs> We're actually getting to like the His hardcore. Story. And then last but not least, Kartik released an announcement for Bool Bulea 3. Oh my god. I'm very excited that that's coming out, but sadly it is coming out on Diwali, which is November 1st. So we oh. are it, we are going to miss it for spooky season. <laughs> that's a bummer. I know. Anyway, so that's all the film release stuff. I also did want to ask if you saw Ron Veer's commercial that he released today on Instagram? No. Um, Is it a thirst trap? No. Are you gonna are you gonna watch it? I was going to. Okay, then I won't tell you what it's about. No, no, go you can watch it. It's it's short. That's great. I love that. That was a bonkers commercial (laughs) that we just watched. And (laughs) I just love that we continue to get things that reinforce our love and the reasons why we support Ron Beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As Absolutely. much as we do, thanks for talking about men's sexual health. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. It's important. It's normal. And it's good to not, There's there should be no shame attached. And if people want to seek options, it's good to have them out there. And it's good to have mm-hmm. someone like Ron Veer. Exactly. You know, presenting them in a very comedic. And <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was and, good. Like, truly delightful story. Like what a, what a ride that was. Ooh. And yeah, like the lock and key imagery, you can't. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, it, as soon as that came out, well, I was like, oh, this is very know what sexual. It's about. Yeah, I've seen Robin Hood. Benedict. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Call the locksmith. Yeah. Um, but that's Thanks it for, for Bollywood news. Yeah, anytime. That was that was great. Pluggables, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. Do what you do, mm-hmm. and if you feel so inclined subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and leave a rating or review but as always thank you so much for listening 
Yeah, we appreciate it. And say hi, maybe, if you want to. We like that. Yeah, we love that. love to say hi. Yeah. Um, And follow us also on YouTube and Spotify, where we keep our Bollywood Bangers playlists. We add our favorite songs from the movies we watch to those playlists, and then we link them in our episode descriptions, as well as in our Instagram posts on Tuesdays. And Carly, if any listeners out there are fans of crocheting, (laughs) Carly has a a fabulous Instagram page where she shows a lot of her work that is just absolutely beautiful. So uh, you can follow Carly on Instagram at... My handle is at Carly in New England, C-A-R-L-Y-I-N-N-E-W-E-N-G-L-A-N-D. Yeah. There it is. It's not Bollywood related, but... But no. it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> a lot of crochet. Yeah. Can I just say, thank you so much for having me on. I've had the yeah. best time. This has been a lot of fun. Great. Seeing how things are done and yeah. just talking about movies. Again, I, I wanted to talk about this movie mostly in the things I didn't like about it. Well, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> but it's been eating me alive and um, now it's out. So It's yeah. been like 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, enough time to, to stew about all this, My I brain think. works differently. That is true. So, Carly, yeah, we absolutely great. loved having you. We loved hearing your perspective. It was a lot of fun. We'll have to have you back again someday. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe the next time we watch a Rithic movie. Maybe when we watch Fighter, whenever that there comes you out go. for Oh, I, I bet you like one. that. Yeah. No, because it's brand new. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's oh, called the Deepika. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we do that that I kind of wanted to go with you in theaters, and it just didn't happen. Though. I know. I didn't get to see it in theaters either. But yeah. We'll make up for it by watching it for the pod and having a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of watching things for the pod. Mm-hmm. Segway. I'm really excited. <laughs> next week we are continuing with the next installment of the boggy franchise yeah we are so we will be watching a boggy two yep electric boogaloo no boggy two and the legend continues that's a joke that fewer people will get but i made it anyway i, I like it <laughs> my dad might get it who knows <laughs> he does listen <laughs> Um, but Boggy 2, I'm so excited about, not Mm -hmm. just because it's Boggy, not just because it's Tiger Shroff kicking butt, just wait, y'all, he's gonna go after an entire, like, compound. It's not a country yet. Not a country yet. We're working our way to that point, though. He's gonna fight a country in the third one. I can't wait till he starts fighting planets. Well, that's what we're kind of guessing (laughs) for Boggy 4. He's gonna go to outer space. Love that. Because he has to. There's nowhere else to go. There's no one else to fight. (laughs) But... A, I would say that the storytelling of Boggy 2 is the best storytelling of the franchise. Mm -hmm. It's a very compelling storyline. But, most importantly... Baki 2 was my introduction to an actor called Rondeep Huda, mm-hmm. who is actually probably, if I could marry any Bollywood boy, it'd be him. Yeah. I think that's a great choice for you. I think the two of you could really hit it off. I mean, he's already think... married, but that's okay. Yeah, he did get married recently, and I'm very happy for him. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm just saying if there was an alternate <laughs> universe... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this was my introduction to him. Very, very excited about talking about him next week. Yeah. He horseback rides. <laughs> I'm telling That's that enough. to you for your... That's enough for oh. Katie. <laughs> oh, thank um, God. I'm excited to watch this. I've only seen it the one time, so I don't really remember much about it, other mm-hmm. than Rondi Puda being there and the dance number with Jacqueline Fernandez. Um, Which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's enough for me. That's enough for me to want to watch a movie. 
I think it's enough for everyone. And remember to keep an eye out for how he loses his shirt. Yes, absolutely. That's when you finish your drink. That's the Um, important thing. (laughs) So IMDB says a battle-hardened army officer squares off against drug lords and Russian henchmen to save his ex-lover's kidnapped daughter in the underbelly of Goa, India. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yeah. It really is. And it's going to be great. I was going to say that I bought it on YouTube years ago. Oh, okay. And it is still available to buy on YouTube. Great. And <laughs> Apple TV. Pick, pick your poison. Uh, Apple TV. But the YouTube description is fun. A battle-hardened army officer goes in search of his ex-lover's child who is mysteriously kidnapped, as Kim already shared. Mm-hmm. But... Neha reaches out to the only person who can help her with her plight, Ronnie. He goes deep into the underbelly of Goa, facing off against drug lords, menacing Russian henchmen, and bloodthirsty animals. I don't actually remember any of that. Are there, are there tigers in this? I don't know if tiger fights a tiger, but maybe. Whoa. Um, that's tiger yeah, that's, that's big. I'd love that. But daring stunts, chase sequences, airstrikes, bomb blasts, and other large-scale action sequences will be done with a bona fide, larger-than-life approach, indeed making it a spectacle. Indeed. (laughs) So many action sequences. A lot of words. I mean, it's the whole thing is action. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think I have seen this, and I do like it. It's really good, and we're gonna, again, LSD is my favorite character. What? (laughs) His name's LSD. Does that he, mean something different? Or? No, I mean, it's a play. Diamonds? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. Because it's like Lieutenant whatever his name oh, is, sure. but he's really into drugs. Oh. Like, he's just smoking the whole time, and everyone's like, can you not smoke pot here, please? <laughs> but that's a spoiler. You're just going to have to watch for yourself. I, yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. It really will. So, yeah, this has been super fun. Excellent. Thank you, Carly, so much for joining us. Yay. Oh, loved it. Thank yeah. you so much. And until next time, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us. No. But we need Bollywood. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Snap it out. <laughs> <laughs>